We've got a guest today. His name is retired detective Kevin Schroeder, uh, and he has spent nearly three decades on the on the police force. Vice president of the retired detectives of the police department of New York and private investigator. Uh, please welcome and joining uh, uh, join me in welcoming to the show retired detective Kevin Schroeder. Hello, detective. How are you today? Hello, Judge. Thank you. Good morning. Hey, it's great to have you on. God bless you. NYPD is the greatest police department in the world. Period. End of the story. We don't need to discuss it. All right. I made a statement last night on my show, Justice with Judge Janine, and I said, this week a former seasoned law enforcement officer said domestic violence laws are not created for people going through your town or your country on a trip in a van. They are made for people that live or reside in the city or county. That was the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. Now, let me give you my credentials in domestic violence. I created the first domestic violence unit in the country. In 1978, it was a Department of Justice pilot program. And I fought for victims and tried all kinds of domestic violence cases and fought to change the laws. Domestic violence laws are created to protect all domestic violence victims. And whether you're passing through and get beat up, or, you know, you live there, doesn't matter. Do you agree with me? Yes, I do. Wow, that was easy. I'm going to go one more thing, and then you and I are going to talk. The Utah Code, and we're talking about the Gabby Petito case, everybody. Gabby Petito, 22 years old. Her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, shows up on September 1 without her in her van to his parents, who I think should be charged with obstruction, perjury, aiding and abetting, accessory, whatever they got. Because I'm telling you right now what the parents did. They bought a camper, took him camping while she was missing, and then threw a bone to the police and said he went to uh, camping in that uh, uh, swampy area. I don't believe it. But the Utah Code said that when Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie, uh, if there's a domestic violence call, The police are there to protect the victim and enforce the law. If the police officer believes there will be continued violence against the alleged victim, the officer shall arrest. That means you must arrest and take the perp into custody. Now, that's called mandatory arrest. Talk to me about your experience in these cases with uh, whether or not you have to arrest. Well, my, my experience with the New York City Police Department for 28 years, when I was a rookie police officer in 1985, and we would respond to a domestic violence situation, a 911 call, we would basically, at that time, separate the husband and wife and interview and get all the facts. And then nine out of ten times back then, we'd, you know, give the husband a ride to his mother's house to stay for a night or two, and then they would yep. be back a couple of days later, and everything would be fine. Uh, or maybe two weeks later, we'd be back and do the same thing all over again. Okay, right. and then I and then I believe you remember the Judge Duckman case as well, sure um, do. which which may have changed things. And then moving forward, procedures changed with the NYPD. Most cases were a must arrest, not all, but most. Right. Uh, if there was any visual injury, or if the mm-hmm. complainant said they wanted them arrested, then there was an arrest made. Mm-hmm. As well as back in you know, domestic violence cases are very dangerous. One of the most dangerous. Uh, you know, um, calls a police officer respond to back in up in the Bronx back in 1996. I believe it was uh, police officer Vincent Denise uh, Cadiz was killed responding to a domestic violence yep. where it, everything just escalated with the husband and wife, and he wound up falling on a piece of glass and and dying from those injuries. 
right. Um, now, so you, you know, very, very dangerous cases. I'm Detective sorry. Kevin Schroeder, formerly uh, retired NYPD. I mean, what you just said was you did an analysis of how far we've come in '85. Uh, it's cute. You said you were a rookie, and, and uh, I was trying those cases in, in 85 and, and helping to write the laws in the legislature on this stuff. It was basically, you're right, a Sergeant uh, a Detective Schroeder. I mean, you separate them. You tell her to go to her mother's. You tell him to do this. And then, you know, they're at it again. But the problem is not so much that they're at it again, that he beats the living hell out of her after you leave, that she may end up dead. And I had too many of these cases, and you and I both know, Detective, and you, please, feel free to tell me I'm wrong, but there are certain things that you look for uh, in, these, in, these, in these scenarios. What I see as important is the police are trained to look for the victim. She's crying. She's taking responsibility. She's afraid to speak up. And, of course, the guy is cool, calm, collected. Yeah, she's a little crazy, you know. Uh, but in the Gabby Petito case, he had her phone, he, and he was uh, the police knew that he had taken her phone, that he was driving the van, that he kept trying to keep her out of the van, and a, a witness, when a, a witness calls 911 and says there's a guy slapping a woman around or hitting her in the head, then, right. you know, you know you got a problem there and you must arrest. Yes, yes, true. Again, I, I wasn't in that situation, but my past experience, if that was in New York and I was the officer, yes, there would have been arrest made. Well, and you know what? I'll tell you uh, uh Detective Schroeder, it's it's about police training. But do you ever get tired of people saying, well, we need to retrain? That's nonsense. You're a cop. You got it in your gut or you don't. You look you guys are trained to analyze people, to read people. Mr. Cool wants you to believe he's under control. He would never hit this. She's a crazy broad, whatever. I mean, you you see through the words, don't you? Oh, Oh, sure. And sure. And also many cases where we did make an arrest at the scene, you're arresting a husband. And then, of course, the, the wife would attack you because now she doesn't want him arrested. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he's being arrested and uh, everything will be up to the courts to go from there. One of the things that I started, uh, Detective Schroeder, was people would say, you know, she will not go forward with the charges. I and my staff would say, look, you're not you're not filing charges against him. It's the people of the state of New York versus John Doe or Brian Laundrie. It's not you, Gabby. It's the people of the state of New York. And I'm going to tell you, detective, I prosecuted a case. My office did where the victim in an attempted murder case testified for the abuser. She wanted to go back to him and everything was okay. He tried to kill her. He left her for dead on a rooftop. Okay. guess what? We got a conviction. She testified. I think he hammered her with a hammer on a rooftop, left her for dead. She comes. I love him. I miss him. That's like a syndrome. You know, this guy's too dangerous. And so we convicted him of attempted murder. How do you like them apples? Juries can see through this nonsense. Yes. Good job. Because most times, again, nine out of ten, sometimes the 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 victim will not proceed and uh for prosecution they'll decline to prosecute so. right right and that's what i say you got nothing to do with this and go forward without him because he moves a batterer moves from one woman to another woman the children in that home learn that violence is legitimate the girls learn maybe if I- better wife you know maybe maybe my boyfriend won't hit me you know and gabby petito 
uh, and and this Brian Laundry. I mean, he's a manipulative guy. For him to come home on September one, and she's not reported missing until September eleventh, and then he he leaves again. I mean, are you surprised that the Northport Police Department didn't even have their eyeballs on him? Well, I mean, again, not to speak on their behalf, but I know in New York that would not happen. We, you know. It would have been a follow-up right away. There's just too many unanswered questions, too much time in between. So it would not have – I would like to believe that would not have happened here in New York. Again, not being a Monday morning quarterback on their behalf. You know what? I, I respect you, Detective uh, Kevin Schroeder. You know, I respect, you know, the fact that you don't – that there are certain things people are not comfortable with saying. But as far as I'm concerned, you're with the best police department in the world. NYPD was on this stuff way back, and I was lecturing way back then uh, when you were a rookie. So <laughs> – uh, but anyway, I just want to I want to thank you for coming on. But I also want to make note and mention that you are president uh, of Black Tie Protection Services. You're a private investigator. Uh, you've got great instincts, uh, retired detective, police department of the city of New York. Best police department ever. Thank you so much, Detective Kevin Schroeder, for sharing uh, for sharing your thoughts with us this morning on the Judge Jenny Pirro. Thank you, Judge. You do great work, and God bless you, and God bless America. Oh, uh, ditto. Thank you.